You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome into a very special baseball edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. I'm Steve Buchanan here. we got a very special guest coming on. Somehow, this is going to be the first time that Jared Carabas and I are doing a one-on-one together. Samir is going to be re- really awkward in, in the background, but if you're watching the video. But Samir is also going to be here as well, producer Samir. But we're going to talk all about the upcoming baseball season here. Obviously, Jared from DraftKings, host of the Baseball is Dead podcast, the Name Redacted podcast. We're going to talk all things baseball, maybe some win totals, maybe who's going to come out of what division. It's all going to be here as we get you set to bet on the 2023 baseball season. Let's get to Jared and myself and our conversation. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. All right, welcome back to the Unreasonable Odds podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. As promised in the open, I was bringing on one of my favorite guests. Yeah, actually, you know, hold on, let me stop right there. Jared, you've been with DraftKings for just about a year now. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first one-on-one that we've done. and which, I is, see- which is your fault. I, I was like, hey, Steve, let's do a wrestling podcast. And you're like, let's do it. No, when no, is it? no. It, no, no, we're still waiting to do the wrestling podcast. It's just sitting here waiting to be the best wrestling podcast of all time. It's just sitting right here on the shelf. I'm looking at it right now. It's like, hey, uh, Stevie B and Jared, please pay attention to me. And you just never, you just never did it. You said you were building this huge studio. So I've been waiting. It's almost done. Is it done? Is it done? It's almost done. It's almost done. All right. Well, when it's done and when you're ready to have me over, we can have some auto pizza right in Linfield. Like, I'm down. Are you, uh, are you, you're not going to WrestleMania, are you? No, 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 no. Would you like to be invited to my WrestleMania extravaganza this weekend? Oh, night one and night two or night one and night two. Night one and night two. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Pass me an invite. I would love to do that. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm, it's because you can relate to this as a wrestling fan yourself. Like you don't have a group of friends who all like wrestling. You right. kind of have like this friend group over here. One guy likes wrestling. This friend group over here. This one guy likes wrestling. This cousin likes wrestling. So I'm just kind of creating this super group. I'm making a faction, so to speak, of wrestling fans and putting them all together for the WrestleMania weekend extravaganza. This sounds great. Okay. Yeah. We can do that. That sounds good. Um, so we, we're not going to turn this into a wrestling podcast. That is that is Yet. coming later mm-hmm. because Jared's you know bullying me into doing it, and I'm happy to do it, but we, we will do that. But mm-hmm. we're here to talk baseball. We're on the cusp of opening day 2023. Um, before the season starts, though, 
what, what's like the Jared routine? Because like, you know, you have said many times that you're married to the game. You're a slave right. to the game. Mm-hmm. But you have to like get mentally prepared for this because this is your life now between April and November. Is that when it ends now this year? Is it November? It's always November. late October. Well, okay. it, it is now. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, how do you get like mentally prepared for this? Because this, this is big. Um, I feel like, so, so my strategy is that I, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. So (laughs) during the off season, during the off season, I'm literally just like watching full length baseball games on YouTube. Like you can like search just about any game and be like, and just put full game at the end and it'll pop up. So I'll just like watch full length baseball games. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I basically built a compound here at my house so that like, I don't have to go anywhere, which is part of the season where it's like, I don't have time to go anywhere during the off season. I make it so that I don't have to go anywhere. So I get comfortable in isolation, get comfortable living the most lonely life that you can ever possibly imagine and get comfortable just watching baseball all the time and not really ever having the opportunity to go to bed early, but still having to wake up early. Right. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the cruel world that we live in where we have to go to bed late and then still wake up early. We have our responsibilities here mm-hmm. at DraftKings. We still have to do them, but you know, if we could push them a little bit later, that'd be fantastic. If the sweat could yeah. be at like one in the afternoon, that would be <laughs> ideal. So yeah. maybe we, maybe we can talk to Samir and see if we can push the sweat to one in the afternoon instead. Okay. Yeah, he's, he seems like he's into it. <laughs> I saw his not I saw him nodding at approval. All right. So obviously if we're gonna have you on, we have to talk a little bit of Red Sox here. Um mm-hmm. I'm sure you've gotten all the same questions. Oh, you think they're gonna do, you know, do you think they're a playoff team? Blah blah blah. I want to talk about something else. Okay. I want to talk about what I think is one of the most undervalued moves of this offseason, which was the signing of Yoshida to five years, ninety million dollars. Um, he absolutely blasted anything and anything that came his way during the world baseball classic. He hit 409, uh, knocked in 13 runs, which was actually the most in the whole tournament. He led the the tournament in, in RBIs and he only struck out once in his 22 at bats that he had. That's pretty damn impressive. Very small sample, but whatever. But if there was one thing that we saw, at least from the very little that we've seen is that that green monster is going to be his this year. I think is a nice right. way to put it. Mm-hmm. How do you think, this season is going to go for Yoshida. What is your realistic expectations for him on this team making the transition over from Japan? Yeah. So I, I, I think having read up on him before I saw him pitch or play in the world baseball classic, and then kind of just uh, knowing a little bit about him before he kind of popped off, <clears throat> he came as advertised plus more. Like yeah. this is a guy that uh, when we went to uh, red Sox winter weekend, Alex Cora threw out the idea of maybe having him lead off. Then he walked it back and he's like, you know what? This is probably going to be our cleanup hitter. And everyone's like, well, we need a leadoff hitter. Like we need a guy that can get on base. And he profiles as this guy that knows the strike zone. Uh, He walks a lot. He walks more than he strikes out. Like that sounds like a perfect leadoff guy. And then he plays in the world baseball classic against some of the best talent in the world, an international tournament. And he's knocking in more runs than anyone. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Like I, I, I see the, vi- I see the vision now with uh, him being the cleanup guy. I, it, it, if you look at the projections and I kind of hate, like I can't, I hate to look back instead of forward, but yeah. you lose a guy like Xander Bogarts. Right. And everyone's like, well, they're definitively a worse team now because you lose Bogarts. He's you can't replace that. And in many ways, you're right. You can't replace 
uh, a franchise player who's been a part of the organization for two championships and and was drafted, not drafted, but international free agent signing that that got developed in the system and played there for a long time. And it was a leader and very well liked by teammates and et cetera. But from a production standpoint, if you look at the wins above replacement that you got from Xander last year, yep. uh, you look at some of the offensive numbers that you got from Xander last year, and then you look at some of the projections with Yoshida, there's a chance that Yoshida's offensive output or overall game could replace what you lost with Xander Bogarts. Sure. Um, I think, you know, and, and people will sit there and say, all right, cool. So you, you lost Xander and you replaced the production with one guy, but you were still a last place team last year. Fair. That's a fair counter to that point. Right, like, course. are you much better if you replace Xander with Yoshida? But I, I, you look at last year's team, and I'm not saying that this year's team is much better in this regard, but they got really, really unlucky with injuries. Like, really unlucky. That could happen again this year. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think if the Red Sox are healthy, then yeah, like I bet them to be in the 82 to 87 win range, which I think is fair. If they're healthy, I think they're very, very much capable of doing that. But it's almost, you would say, not wise to bet on this team staying healthy. I mean, like if like you can't look at a team that has a history of injuries and then act confused when injuries start taking place. Like you, the, the odds are that guys will go down at some point. It's just a matter of, do you have the depth to withstand those injuries when they do happen? Did you have a problem with the contract? Cause I know that was kind of a gripe that came up when that he was signed to that contract, the five years, 90 million. I think it's pretty fair market. I think actually maybe if you can even be potentially undervalued when you see some of these absorbent contracts that are going out to some of these guys and yes, he's unproven, but I think it's fair to say people in Boston have been a little, uh, They've been on the wrong side of some of these exorbitant contracts. Like you think of Castillo, you think of Daisuke forming from uh, uh, Japan before a huge contract, really had that one good year. Did you have an issue with the contract here or do you think that it was pretty fair? Um, I didn't have an issue with it after talking to some executives about it because you had that column come out saying uh, – you know, all these teams are saying that the Red Sox way overspent on this and what are they doing? And that was ridiculous. They were all anonymous executives saying this. No one wanted yeah. to put their name to it. But then talking to some other guys, they were like, yeah, no, maybe some executives did feel that way. But it's almost like for the, for that piece, the, the negative executives were asked, but like there were plenty of other executives that were in that same realm. Like they had similar to or equal to evaluations of what Yoshida could be from a financial standpoint. Uh, I think did the Red Sox act aggressively to get the guy? Yeah. And I think that that's okay. I, I think that there were probably some teams that were in the 75 to $80 million range. And then the Red Sox are like, boom, here's 90, here's a hundred, whatever it was. Uh, to just to get the guy. Cause I mean, what's, what's an extra 10, $20 million to the Red Sox. If you ensure that you're getting the guy versus we're in it for 75 or 80 million, just to have a lottery ticket for the chance to maybe get accepted our offer accepted by this player. So I think that they're they're They, they weren't, if they were above the pack, it wasn't by an egregious amount. If the Red Sox gave him 90, what does Steve Cohen give him? Whew. Well, I mean, apparently they didn't, they weren't there. Like, I, yeah. I think, put it this way. I think if, if it were 
uh, the five-year deal with an opt-out after one, and he becomes the player that we think that he can, then I think Steve Cohen probably comes back around and gives him $200 million. Yeah. Uh, all right. I want to talk about a couple teams that I also think could be undervalued this year. Uh, Red Sox being one of them. They have an over-under win total. I think it's 78 and a half as of today, which has actually gone up quite a few wins. I think a lot of people realize that this team is better uh, than that win total is given. And quite frankly, you're still getting them as under a 500 team, which – I still think there is some value there to take the over on that one there. I don't think they're going to be under 500. Do I think they're winning the division or anything? You know, that might be a bit of a stretch, but I think they're a little bit undervalued. One team that I think is actually being very undervalued right now is Arizona. Arizona Diamondbacks. Why did I know that you were going to say that? <laughs> I, I, you know what? We just have this type of connection. I think and it's just been we haven't had we haven't had this opportunity to connect like this. That's true. But Arizona is sitting at 75 and a half wins on the season. If you look at that lineup, that lineup is low-key a banger. Mm. Like, they got, like, some legit guys. And with the rule changes that are coming about, like, there's some good speed guys on there. You know, Corbin Carroll at the top, like, obviously got that huge extension. He's got some, like, ridiculous speed. Like, his average from home plate to first base was, like, the second best in the league last year. It was, like, just barely over four seconds, which is absolutely absurd. But obviously they play in one of the toughest divisions in the NL West when you have to contend with the Dodgers and, and Padres. No one's going to you know, bat an eye at you. That team is like, they're there. They're right there. I feel that The pitching is a problem. But other than that, they're like, they're right there, I feel like. Yeah, and, and I think what's most interesting about the D-backs, so when we talk about some of these teams that annually are not necessarily contenders and they're not in the mix and they play in divisions that have juggernaut teams above them, yeah. we don't pay them any mind and we don't we consider them a non-threat. It, we're not that far removed from the D-backs paying Zach Greinke to be, at the time, he was the <laughs> highest paid pitcher in Major League Baseball history. That hurts history. my head. Hurts right. <laughs> so I, I, it was um, I think it was like a, a less than a week after the Red Sox had signed David Price because David Price got yeah. uh, whatever it was, like 217 over seven yeah. or something like that. And at the time he was the highest paid. And then the D-backs broke that record when they paid Greinke. So and they gave that albatross contract to Madison Bumgarner, which they obviously wish that they could have that one back. Oh, my God. But I think that we forget that the D-backs have a tendency to randomly just splurge on a player. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the timing isn't always right, but they do have the financial flexibility to be able to just, from the clouds, end up with a player. Uh, and, and so that makes it more interesting. That's what makes the D-backs more interesting for me, is that you can see the formation of a core. And when you have a team that has this young core the next step is to supplement it either with veteran presence or yeah. with, uh, you know, I, I look back to the San Diego Padres, right? San Diego Padres were not a team that was known for splurging and free agency and on extensions. And it all started with them giving $300 million to Manny Machado. And everyone was like, what? Like, okay. Like, why, like, why would you do that? Like you guys are not in a position to contend, but you put that one guy in place then the rest of the core catches up and then you continue to supplement and supplement. And I'm not, listen, I'm not going to compare the Arizona diamondbacks to the Padres. Like, like their owner, their own, it basically feels like he's like, I'm so old that I'm going to spend all this money on the roster because I want to win a world series before I die. And this is going to be someone else's problem. Like I, I'll, I will be dead in a few years, but at least I'll have my world series. And then yeah. when these guys are all 43 years old, getting paid $40 million a year, 
ain't going to be my problem. So, yeah. that, <laughs> but it, the D-backs, I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad that you brought them up. Yeah, I, I really like that team too. A couple of the moves they made this offseason, like trading for Guriel Jr., uh, trading for Kyle Lewis, who, you know, obviously a, a former Mariner great, but he's been tearing the cover off the ball this spring training too. Just just a couple of guys that like, not splashy moves, but like come June, you could be like, oh, hmm. that team actually kind of is, is pretty sort of good. Yeah. So, and it's going like to make sense. One. Like, I, like I, I, if, you're, if you're paying close enough attention and the D backs are good, or interesting by the all-star break, it yeah. shouldn't come as a surprise to you. Um, so we have an undervalued team. I have an overvalued team, and this one is pretty popular, and I'm so I'm curious your opinion on this. I think the Guardians are kind of overvalued coming into this year. Kind of felt like everything fell their way last year with the really poor play from the division overall. Uh, kind of got hot at the right time. But if you look at that roster, top to bottom, they are razor thin in my opinion you get one big injury on that team that changes the entire complexion of that entire team think of that lineup without jose ramirez think of that rotation without shane bieber think of that uh a bullpen without um i was uh class a is that how you say his last name yeah yeah it gets really thin very very fast they're coming in over under win total of 86 and a half which i don't think is a bad projection but it's like the Twins got better, much better defensively. The Chicago White Sox were just plagued by injuries, dumb, dopey manager. Like there was nothing that could save the White Sox last year. So I feel like the Guardians are kind of like one of the more overvalued teams this year because granted, you can't predict injuries. So I'm not saying that this is going to happen. But if one of those three guys goes down, what do you really have with that team? Yeah, so you said it. I mean, it's... They are a team that uh, is anchored at the at the very top, like the top five percent, and and all that. But the point that you made about the division—that's really all it is. You yeah. could pluck the Guardians from the AL Central and drop them into several other divisions, and maybe they don't even make the postseason. Yeah, definitely. But in, the, but in that division, I still I still like the Guardians. But now you're playing your own division much less. Uh, you're going to get a chance to sprinkle in a lot more of the league that you weren't getting to, to play uh, before this. Uh, I also kind of look at that team as like going back to like the White Sox. It's like, you know, that window started in 2020. Yep. And I thought we were going to see annual uh, White Sox postseason appearances. Yep. And we saw regression from Giolito, who I love. Um, just some, some things with the White Sox that just simply didn't work out. And obviously the, the, the hiring of Tony La Russa just didn't, I, it didn't make sense then it does. It makes even less sense now after we've seen what has come and gone <laughs> with that tenure, just didn't get it. Um, but yeah, I think the guardians, like I feel, I still feel good about the over on the win total just because of the division. Like no one. No one impresses me. I'm not ruling out the White Sox as a team that could bounce back and take that division over again. But until until you see it, it's it's kind of hard to believe that they're just going to overtake the Guardians as the top team in that division. 
Yeah, I, I don't think the White Sox are going to come in and blow the doors off the Guardians. I, I don't. I don't think that at all. Because as it's built right now, that team is built to win with how how everything is stand when everybody's healthy. Uh, they're probably one of the best teams to take advantage of the bigger bases because that team was running as as it, as it is even last year. I think they had three guys who stole over twenty bases last year: it was Ramirez, Straw, and I'm forgetting someone else. But like Andres Jimenez is someone who's a really good breakout candidate. So there's a lot of good things to like about the Guardians. I'm just not convinced that the White Sox are going to produce like they were. They the lack of production they have last year, and the Twins aren't going to come roaring back either. If Buxton stays healthy, did you know like Buxton? How many times one, do you think you've said that in your life? How many times have I bet Buxton win the MVP and I always it ends up a loser? I put Probably it this the way: same. If I were a Minnesota Twins fan, the name of my podcast <laughs> would be "If Buxton Stays Healthy." That would be the name of my podcast. <laughs> He was one of the only guys, though, that played, I think it was less than 100 games and still hit 20 home runs, though. His He's talent immensely talented. Yeah, but it, uh, how many years do we have to have this conversation about Byron Buxton if he stays healthy? Like, wh- everyone knows he is one of the most talented players in Major League Baseball for, I don't know, however many years it's been. Almost, uh, you could almost say a generation of baseball. Like, this dude has been one of the most talented players to to put on a uniform. But... The whole, if he stays healthy, he never stays healthy. Never. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I mean, it would, like, as a a neutral baseball fan here, it makes me sad. As a Minnesota Twins fan, it would drive me insane. Insane. As somebody who goes to the casino and plays slot machines, like, I I am not very smart. So I'm going to continue to bet Byron Buxton. I'm going to continue to play my slot machines. I don't give a crap. I only live once. Let me live my life and let me bet Buxton and play my slots. Okay? You enjoy Um, that. I do. I, I do very much. I won 10 grand last year. It was, a, it was a great day for me. Yeah, it was a great day for me. Yep. Yeah. And then I had to walk out with 10 grand in my pocket. You know how awkward that is and, and weird? I that was expecting to get jumped. Yeah, they just give you on the casino floor. They just hand you 10 grand. And I'm mm. like, I know people are watching me because all the bells and whistles and alarms are going off. So I know people are watching me. So I, I did a lap around the casino. Then I left just to make sure nobody's following me. I mean, you, you could take them if they try to beat you up. Oh, I definitely could. But, you know, yeah. I don't want to make the papers. I work for DraftKings. You know, that's true. Crazed man, crazed DraftKings man, pummels boy in, you know, garage. That's not a great headline, you know? No, it's not. All right. Let's let's switch over to the NL West. Um, Dodgers, uh, Padres. I still can't get over the fact that the Padres to win the division are, is, is plus money. It's plus yeah. 120 for them to win the division. And, you know, kind of going back to the Buxton thing, I keep doing this with the Padres. Oh, this is the year. You know, they're going to win the division this year. And they don't. But I think it's safe to say that the Dodgers offseason was pretty lackluster. The subtractions outweighed the additions because there really weren't a lot of additions. So now we got a Padres team that, you know, kind of like the Mets are just spending out the rear end, continue to add and add and add. And on paper, like this has to be one of the most insane baseball rosters I can imagine in the past 20 years, maybe. And I'm still going to be able to get plus money on them to win the division. Do you think this is a the year they finally break through and overtake the Dodgers? Or is it just same old story with the Dodgers again? Yeah, no, I, I think that this is the year. Um, and it's not just because sometimes we can get caught up in the hype of a team that has like a monster offseason. You're like, oh, man, like they, they, they did all this in the offseason. So they got to be uh, the favorites to win the division. The Dodgers are still a good team. Yeah, like I, I did my power rankings entering the season. I got the Dodgers as the at number five. So they're still a very good team. They're still a World Series contender for a team that basically told you we're not really trying. 
Like, we're not really trying that hard. They're under the luxury tax. Uh, they didn't do a ton. They added J.D. Martinez to the lineup. But it's like, yep. you look at that, like, you got Will Smith batting cleanup. Like, you've got Max Muncy still up there, who I love. But, like, he, you know, he, he's regressed. Uh, you lose Gavin Lux with the injury. Brutal. Um, you know, you, you lose a guy like Trey Turner. They, they've, they haven't gotten better. And then you look at the rotation and uh, it's Kershaw. It's Dustin May, who still, I don't want to say unproven. Like we, we know how great he can be, but he's, he can also be hittable at times as well. Yeah. So, and then Arias being like one of the, one of the better starting pitchers who's criminally underrated by the way. But uh, I don't know. I, I just, I think that if you look at the, if you just compare rosters, right, take the hype out of it from the off season and all the things that, that the, the Padres did. I know a lot of people are excited about it. That's great. Look at the rosters side by side. Tell me which one you like more. And if you don't say the San Diego Padres, then you're probably a Dodger fan. Like that's pretty much it. Like, <laughs> it's the only way. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. So if it, but you know, see championships, division titles are not one on paper, but yep, reasonably enough. Like if you're looking at it objectively and you don't pick the Padres, then I, I just don't think that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, like I mentioned, 120 to win the division, 475 plus 475 to win the league just to make the World Series. It's kind of crazy numbers for the for the team that you're getting. Tatis coming back on the 20th is look good during spring. Uh, hopefully the move to right field is going to keep him healthy. Moving He's gotten forward, better too out there. He's throwing some some absolute bullets from from the outfield. Like there was a couple of throws where I'm like, if you told me that was Gabe Kapler, I'd believe you because he's been throwing some absolute missiles out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I really like that team there, too. All right. Let's hit the AL West and then I'll I'll let you go because I know you got a lot going on here um, for today. Obviously, we got Astros and Mariners. Mm. Now, but bias aside, you know, obviously like the Mariners Mariners a lot. I am a big Mariners guy. Yeah. George Kirby to win the Cy Young has to be one of my favorite plays this season. Yeah. Yeah. What is it at? What is it at? So it was at 65 to one. It has gone all the way down to 35 to one. And I don't think it's a coincidence that's happened after I tweeted about it. So people. Where's put their Logan tr- Gilbert at? Uh, off the top of my head. You know what, Samir, you do something. Look up where Logan Gilbert is. We'll have Samir do that. It's definitely lower than, than Kirby. But I, I have to say one thing about Kirby. Yeah, dude has pinpoint control. Yeah, he does not. He does not walk anybody. Mm-hmm. The strikeout stuff is immense. It's it's excellent, and his stuff is just flat out nasty. Now the thing about the American League Cy Young is it's a lot tougher now because you got Degrom and Verlander in the American League, so that really just kind of messes everything up when it comes to potential Cy Young winners. Verlander's you on the uh, sorry, not, not I didn't mean Verlander. Uh, d- d- you got DeGrom in there. Yes. And then, you know, you got dopey Garrett Cole, who's not going to become anywhere <laughs> no. close to it. Our, no. our favorite, our favorite Kermit. Um, <laughs> I, I just think as a long shot, I think Kirby is a legitimate contender and that's no bias aside. I, I'm not being biased. I, I promise. I legitimately think that he could win it and be one of those guys that it's just like, okay, it makes sense because the dude is just poised on the mile like what impressed me the most was that playoff game against the Astros he was in a couple of binds and got out of every single one like that's not like a rookie that you normally see come up and and play on a stage like that especially for a team that's been out of it for so long in front of a crowd that was standing on their feet the entire entire time entire game 
By the way, you know where the All-Star game is this year, right? It's in Seattle. I'm excited. Yeah, you want to yeah. go? Let's go. I mean, that, that, was, that was a hint to you. Yeah, you know? let's get some. I, Samir will drive. We'll sit in the back seat. We'll just, we'll tweet it. We'll, Samir will we'll drive. Samir will drive. We'll sit in the back seat. And we'll just tweet about the Mariners the whole time. What do you think the drive time is to Seattle? Off the top of your head, it's got to be awful. Uh, I would guess. Samir, look it up. Do something. I would guess that the drive from Boston to Seattle is thirty-two hours. Is that is that the is that the under or the over? I was that might be over. I was thinking more like twenty six. What is it, Samir? Samir's taking way too long for somebody who's not drive doing time, Drive time to Seattle from Boston is forty five hours. Wow, what? that's according to Google Maps, wow. and that's nonstop. That's that's no stopping. Yeah, that's no stopping. Wow. Okay, right. so we'll leave in like mid June. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll just make we'll, stops along the way. We'll, we'll hit get, all the we'll ballparks get, along the way. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, we'll get there yep. in like a week. We'll take two weeks yeah. to get the All-Star game. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so G- George Kirby. You don't have to give a Cy Young if you don't, you know, uh, about that. But what do you think about him as a potential dark horse? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the other name uh, with George Kirby that I would put alongside as a dark horse is uh, a name that we didn't mention when we were talking about the Guardians, Tristan McKenzie. Um, so mm. I, I like both of them to be a dark horse which I like, I don't even know, like, yes, they're both dark horses because they're not heavy favorites, but yeah. I think they are both capable of winning the award and surprising people. Like, I think that both of them are, uh, young up and coming, uh, guys that have gotten experience. Like they, yeah. it wouldn't, it wouldn't come from out of nowhere, but it would yeah. be nice to inject some new blood into the conversation when it's like DeGrom, Verlander. Scherzer, like all the same guys, like every single year. But like these, these, this is the next class. Like these two, right? Yeah. Uh, Gilbert is eighteen to one. McKenzie oh. is twenty-two to one. Ooh. And if I'm not mistaken, I think McKenzie's hurt at the moment. Yes, he is. He is. Yeah, yes. he's missing yeah. the first month or so. I didn't I think see the timeline. The I just saw yesterday that he was expected to miss some time. If it's yeah, that much, okay. then that's unfortunate. Right. That is very unfortunate. But goes back to the Guardians thing. You know, now you take McKenzie out of the mix. Now that now that rotation's looking a little flimsy already. I agree. I agree. See, that's why we have a yeah. podcast. We we look up this stuff and, we, and we're on it. It's big All time. right, about the about the AL West. Mm-hmm. Do the Mariners do it? Can they do it? No. Can they overtake Houston? No. No. What the hell? You're on my podcast. You're supposed I know, to agree. but there's just there's just no chance. There's no chance. No chance. Go oh, come on. Oh, no stop chance. it. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. There's a five percent chance. So that, no, that's ridiculous. No, Honestly, that's ridiculous. it might. You know what? I, I take that back. There's a three percent chance. <laughs> There's just no one's better than the Astros. Like no one is better than the Astros. And we're talking about these teams where it's like, well, if this guy goes down, then this team is screwed. Like, did you see the Astros? They could lose yeah. anyone, and it doesn't matter. It's I like know. the it's like the dragon when you cut its tail off and it just grows right back. It's like, oh, sorry, we lost Carlos Correa. Here's World Series MVP Jeremy Pena. Like, right. you know, oh, we lost we lost Justin Verlander. Oh, here's Christian Javier who has one of the best strikeouts per nine of all time. Like, it doesn't matter. Like the Houston Astros, for whatever it is, they absolutely sold their souls to the devil. They have demon magic going on in Houston where. I don't know. They they just they are what every other organization uh, strives to be, but will never admit. 
Like everyone yeah. uses the Dodgers as the model, right? Like it's like, oh, the Dodgers, they're a player development machine and they have all this money to spend on free agents and they draft and develop well. Cool. They get eliminated in the first round all the time. Like wild card <laughs> game, eliminated all the time. The Houston Astros will yeah. go to the ALCS every single year, every single year. They go yeah. to the World Series all the time and then they have now won multiple championships. And it doesn't matter like, oh, they cheated in 2017. The Dodgers were cheating too. If two people are cheating, then it's an equal playing field. Guess what? The Astros still won two titles. Do you think the new uh, pitch clock affects Luis Garcia more than anybody else? Yeah. uh, Yeah, I would say so. Just because he has to change his entire windup. Everything. Right. Yeah. There's guys that are that I think will be impacted because they are just naturally slow in in their delivery but it doesn't change the mechanics of their windup like Luis Garcia he's got to change everything about his entire baseball identity now he was one of the first people that when I saw that that was going to be implemented I'm like he's got to change everything everything's got to change with him yeah I thought of Kenley Jansen as well because he's so slow Oh, fair yeah yeah he's so slow and then they had to take him out of a game the other day because of like a heart issue i was like is this guy they've sped him up so much he's gonna have a heart attack out there like we need to like figure this out (laughs) i watched him i watched him in spring training i went down there and watched him do live ab's i forget who he was facing but i took out my phone and i was i was timing him because i was like that's one of the guys that i have concerns about and he's getting older whatever and, but he was 10 seconds every time he was 10 yeah. seconds. So it, it wasn't an issue, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that was about yesterday. Hope he's okay. But yeah. like, I don't know. He was one of the guys that, that a lot of people had concerns about. See, Pitchcom should add a heart monitor. Yeah. I, I, I'd enjoy that on the screen, right? Sure. Why not? It's a great, it's a great idea. Yeah. It's an, it's innovative for the health of a players. Innovative. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun. Microphone yeah. them up and put a heart monitor on there. That would be, that'd be very enjoyable. Sure. Okay. Jared Carabas joining us here on Unreasonable Odds. You can find him on Twitter at Jared underscore Carabas. Ask your favorite Yankees fan where he is if you're not sure. Um, he is the host of the Baseball is Dead podcast and the Name Redacted podcast, which is the most popular Red Sox uh, podcast on planet Earth, I heard. That's that the rumor true. I heard. That's what it says on Google. That. That's that's the rumor. So I, I just wanted to confirm uh, the with the source. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, of course it's true. And then uh, Jared and I have a wrestling podcast coming whenever he finishes his studio. What's it called? Wrestling is fun. There's got to be, we're going to have to come up with a name. We're going to have to come up with a banger name because I feel like yeah. it's, it's right on the tip of our tongues. Like, yep. I feel like we've been very in sync on this show. So I feel like it's, if we sat down and threw names at each other for five minutes, I bet you it would hit us right in the face. Yeah. With, with pizza. And then I'm in. Let's all right. Yeah. You know what? That's what's going to happen. When you come over for WrestleMania, okay. we're going to come up with a name on night one or night two, preferably night one. Uh, of WrestleMania uh, extravaganza. At the what's the compound. What's the main event of night one? Do we know yet? It's got to be the Usos versus uh, Sammy mm, and Kale. Yeah, you're probably right. Yep, because yeah. they have to obviously we have do Roman and Cody on night two. Mm-hmm. Does Roman win? Of course he wins. He better. What a, oh, what a question that was. Ah, Roman, hey, hey, the rumors Roman and innuendo. The rumors and innuendo say different. I'm just. I don't care. Just, that's 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 called that's called they're trying to swerve you. You got to be above that, right? No, I, hey, I, I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah, I am hundred percent. No with chance you he loses. Zero. I would love to see that. Samir, who do you think's winning? Samir, uh, uh, Roman or uh, Cody? <laughs> uh, we'll go Roman. Yeah. There we go. Yep. 
Yep. Good job. I, I knew he would take the easy way out. I was just seeing if he was yeah. actually paying attention or not. That's how yeah. you that's how you test your producer. All it's right, for the Unreasonable Odd podcast for Jared Carabas, for Samir. Thank you. Mr. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Your audience is super nice. So, ah, this is too kind. Shut up. Stop. 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 I got to get Thank one you. of those. I got to get one Thank of those. You guys. Is that is that an Elgato, the, the little soundboard thing there? Uh, That's not the brand, but it is, Um, you know. It's it's something. It's pretty cool. The yeah, I need one. is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Right. We have a lot to discuss off here. All right. Yeah. For Jared Carabas, for Samir and his cat Scarlet, for Steve Buchanan, this has been the Unreal Wads podcast. We will catch you next week or whenever the hell Julian does a podcast. Bye. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.